At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This episode of Ben the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Fa, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord John of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel, Lady Adrian of House Dillard, Lady Ashley of House Gardner, Lady Lismalin of House Morales. This episode of Ben the Knee is protected by Sir Ryan of House Turbush, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current Master of Coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Squire to Sir Matt, Lady Betsy of House Hudson. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we're into Daenerys, Five of a Clash of Kings, and in our Raven, we will be talking about the symbolism surrounding food and food choice, Sir Matt. Hey, you know, that's something that people bring up a lot. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that people talk about a lot when they talk about George's writings. He talks too much about food. I guess I don't really. I've never really specifically noticed that. But yeah, uh, I know. I know. I know about the Arbor Gold, right, and the wines and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and how that can sort of lead into things. But this is this is something that's sort of a bigger thing in the series, and we've never really talked about it. So we're gonna do it. Yeah. We're gonna do so today. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. It's a really really cool thing I found. Um, and I was trying to do some research on that, just basically uh, symbolism, colors, you know wardrobe and so we kind of have a series here of of symbolism i think our next few ravens will be about symbolism we also have a, a great one on benjamin uh stark that we will get it get to at some point from linda so thank you to her but and don't forget by the way you can send us those ravens at btkcast at gmod.com we will read them and we i was pumped to get a new raven like i i if you have you've been sitting there thinking about writing a raven please write it and send it in it doesn't matter what it is what the question is which character we will dive into it absolutely as as uh you're over in germany man still still on vacation for a few more weeks how is it going over there how's everything you know yeah it's going well okay i would say i'm looking at the camera now so i'm telling folks okay come check out the new setup on patreon uh over on youtube you'll, you'll see some youtube videos as well subscribe to our youtube check out the patreon for the video version and you'll see that the last three or four episodes i have moved set location like every single time that's been Matt's been like I don't know what I'm gonna see next I don't know if there's gonna be cats running around in the background I'm not so sure like as is getting served coffee during the show there's books on the bookshelf now in German it's crazy it's just kind of a crazy 
crazy time and i love it so i don't know what that book behind you says oxford i think i that's okay you know, the that's the Oxford Dictionary. Are you really in Germany or are you just <laughs> pretending? I'm posing. <laughs> I pretend I pretended like I went to Germany and it's I photoshopped myself into all this stuff on on Instagram. Oh my god. Uh but no, yeah. Um I am actually in Germany, I promise. And uh, it's it's great. So it's going really well. If you guys want to follow my stories, I've been posting uh, updates on my story just over at Womprat underscore two M on Instagram. So if you guys are interested in that, I think I post something every other, every other day or so because it's been there's just tons to see over here and it's been mm-hmm. awesome so <clears throat> yeah nice but how nice, about you man nice. how you doing uh i'm good um slow kind of chill weekend for me uh got a uh, rotisserie right for my grill yeah kind of cool so been out there just did like a big chicken yesterday had it just you know rolling and rolling and rolling around in there whatever <laughs> it's pretty cool um, it's going to be used quite a lot, actually. Wow, it's a, I, in, it's a it's an interest. It's an I, I think I can do a pig on it. Cheesy cow. I'm not going to lie. That sounds like something. Like I visualized you using that or getting that or going to like a Home Depot or some store where you buy stuff like that. I don't know. Where, did you order that online or what? what how, no, how I got it as I got it as I got it as a birthday present, and it was a great okay. present because we we used it we used it last night. It's pretty cool. Just you know. It even mounts. It's like they got us the they got us the one that goes exactly on the grill I had. So I was like, well, this is easy to screw in some things. Heck turn yeah, it man. on. It's motorized. You need to turn it on. It's motor, and then you just, you know, slide your chicken on, and then just <laughs> it just put it on the grill for like three hours. It was awesome. It wow. looked, came out great. I was like, this looks really good. So well, now now I have more of a you know coming out to see Matt is one thing in Portland, but when he's going to feed me. Uh, some good food. I mean, that's another story. Now I might have to actually make the trip. Hey, so. well, you know, you're, yeah, I, I can't promise that it's as cool as Germany, um, but it's, 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 you know, it's pretty cool out here. Although it's, it's hot, actually. It's like 100. We're going to go back up. And oh, screw that. It's, like, degrees next it's like 72 here. My God. Jeez, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That so. is perfect. So, all right, guys. Well, as I mean, before we begin, here you know we've got we've got sort of a news update here all right so Mm -hmm. attention listeners across the galaxy all the way from australia to houston do we have a pube problem if so our friends at manscaped can have it clear uh cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0 kick your pubes into the next planet with the performance package 4.0 the orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided20. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say it as, uh, I mean, Jeffrey Bezos, he probably uses it, right? I mean, his his rocket just went off. Heck yes, it did. It cleared the hedges, that's for sure. (laughs) I mean, that man, yeah, no kidding. So, hey, one one more thing on this too, like, I love that they give us the talking points and this it, it like the fourth generation trimmer, right? It's, it's pushed as this, it's cutting edge. It's got all these different blades. It's super well, it, it high definitely powered. cuts edges. I think that's the whole point, right? Yes, it should. Yeah. And it should, but it, they, 
it's funny because they'll slide in like this one line. It reduces, the blades are so good, Matt, that it reduces grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Now that's what I'm talking about right there. Because Hold on, we're talking about advanced blades here. Are these Valyrian steel blades? Probably. Valyrian yep. st- is it a Valyrian steel trimmer? Forged in old Valyria. I mean, these are like in, imbued with like spells and magic, man. <laughs> hey, they, they, you know, hey, the the trimmers that cut the hedges that, you know, that, it's got the light. It's got the four four thousand that guard the balls light of life. <laughs> right. The shears that guard the realms of men. So, all right, guys. <laughs> hey, with that, uh, remember to go get 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com for a clear trinity and beyond your space balls will thank you. Um, okay, as so, you know, looking around, I got to say, Rinse Sword, Rinse Sword of a Dry Spell, okay? Yeah. With, 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 with House of the Dragon news. There's not really a lot of House of the Dragon news, which is okay. Because right now, really, the only good news, the only news we should be hearing, if we were to hear any, is, hey, it was shut down again due to COVID. Because the COVID numbers are blowing up. Um, so let's just, you know, public service announcement here. Yeah. Get your vaccines. Yeah. Unless you don't want to. But. Then don't get them. If but if you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, if you have, you know, if you have, re- if you have reason, if you have, you know, sort of, some people have religious reasons, all that stuff not to get them. Hey, I'm, you know, that's, that's, that's your prerogative. But if you're somebody who's like on the fence, like, maybe, I don't know. I got it. I feel fine. Yeah. But man, it's just, I look at the numbers. They're going back up. I've been tracking Germany. Cause I'm like, is as even yeah. going to come back? Right. Right. Yeah. I, honestly, if I can't, if I do come back and they're like, you have to quarantine for two weeks. I'm like, no problem. I was planning on doing that anyways. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> actually, Germany looks better than the United States right now. So I, I know Germany's about to go to green, which means they can travel to like other more countries than we can. So I know it's crazy. So anyway, so I was I, I've been tracking other countries because, you know, Croatia is where they film a lot. Mm-hmm. Things seem to be OK over there. Mm-hmm. UK seems to be dropping or the United States is spiking. So uh, but mm-hmm. so so anyway, so no good. So no news really with. um house the dragon i guess with covid and everything going on right now it's probably good news because that means that they're still filming and there's nothing stopping it yeah that, that is good because we know from like we follow the the wheel of time series and they had some major hiccups and just you know like couldn't finish like the last two episodes that show's been delayed of, for like over a year yeah and so you really don't want to see your show um go through that the actors they have different contracts they're, they're supposed to be in different places everything's real time sensitive and uh you have to manage the time really well if you ever get a chance to watch any of the documentaries on like how things were made i just picked up i was actually in the um a bookstore the other day in berlin and i was looking at a like how it was made like a game of thrones how it was made situation um, where they're interviewing the actors the producers the writers and all that kind of stuff uh, for for season eight and really the whole series and it was it's kind of amazing just to see how things are shot based upon like availability of actors and what they're doing are they do they need to be over at another set like some of them are are doing you know multiple shows or or in have a contract that they have to finish something before they can come out to game of thrones or the set and do something it's just kind of wild uh so yeah we don't want any of those types of delays to happen yeah the only other news i found man did you see this interview it's kind of that kit harrington 
No. Had posted. Yeah, this is kind. Of, this is kind of a thing, man. He said that he and he has uh, since Game of Thrones. He's like checked himself and after it's over, he like checked himself into rehab and went through like some serious depression and really and, and stuff like that. It says he says he's a lot better now, but you know, hey, that stuff's real. Yeah. Yeah. Mental health is real. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is. That that sucks. Is did is it because of? Well, I mean, also you have the pandemic. Yeah, you have the pandemic too, and like works hard. I know for some of them, it's been hard to um, secure more opportunities and stuff. So yeah, he's like he's yeah. It was sort of it was sort of it sort of it was an interview with a website called The Times, and I tried clicking on it, and that seems to be one of those websites where you have to pay for a subscription, which obviously I'm not going to do. So I've tried to find some sort of thing, but you know, just has quotes like a you feel like there's no way out. That's just who you are. Um, he says, you know, I went through periods of depression where I wanted to do all sorts of things. Um, yeah. and he says, you know, but, uh, he says he's doing better now. I mean, that's our boy. I hope, I, you know, yeah, get the help you need Kit Harrington. We need you around for season nine of game of Thrones, which I'm sure will happen at some point. Absolutely. Will it have anything to. to do with the books, but probably not. But I don't know the way HBO max is going. They're like, ah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we'll just make it. It'll be fine. Yeah, really. I mean, the, don't be surprised if they if they do do that. Actually, that would be that'd be freaking sick. Um, I I actually I do not put it out of the realm of possibilities that we could theoretically someday get a season nine or a Game of Thrones post uh, thing script or movie or you know HBO special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the only thing I'm seeing here news wise, I, I just went to. Shout out to our network, Fan Sided, and to the blog Winter is Coming. You can tell it's a dry spell when you go there and there's literally, like the top article, our, our articles are seven characters that Game of Thrones kind of forgot, and then um, watch pilots of Game of Thrones, other shows for free. Uh, three, this one is the three-body problem begins casting at Netflix, so following kind of Dan and Dave. But I mean, you know, that's uh, Dan over there. He runs that that site, and there's just not a lot of House of the Dragon news. So, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah we're in a we're hey, that's okay. We're 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 in a dry spell right now, but uh, it's all right because we've got the books to dive back into. Oh, this was funny. Okay, hold on. Let me let me get this. So remember, uh, if you guys remember a couple, uh, I guess a couple years ago, now, which is crazy to think about. Um, in May of 2019, George said, if I don't have the winds of winter in hand when I arrive in New Zealand's WorldCon, which is the summer of 2020, mm-hmm. imprison me on White Island until I'm done. Wow. Has anyone done that? I don't think so. Should we imprison him? Though seriously, should well, we take it? <clears throat> I mean, you know, you, I guess you could sort of say, "Hey, we COVID happened in 2019. We were not expecting some sort of major pandemic, but I think we need to call him out." <laughs> he told us we could. He gave us he permission. He said it right here. Yeah, to there's lock him no up. One to, there's no one to blame <laughs> but me. But me. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll never forget the day when you first showed me not a blog way back in the day, and I was looking at like when is the books? When are they coming out? And his mood was currently bouncy. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Let's see here. If things go well, I hope to have it finished uh, by the end of 2014. 
I'm he's he was then optimistic that 2015 would be the year. Maybe he can finish the wins a winner and fire and blood in 2018. Uh, it's not going to be done in 2019, but if I don't have it at WorldCon, imprison me. Mm-hmm. So that's that's yeah. the timeline of of the past few years, but and past decade, uh, let me say, of him saying, "Well, hopefully, I'll have wins a winner done." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. <sighs> Is he still working on it, Matt? He hasn't updated not a blog in a while. He's gone dark. God dang it! That. We don't even know <laughs> that's what either the, good that's or good. bad. That's either really good or that's really bad. You know? Let me ask you a question, because I love George and I would love to meet him and talk with him. He'd probably think he'd probably think that I'm who knows uh, what what he would think. But I would love to just ask him, do you just get done writing like an Aria chapter or a John chapter and just go get like hammered? Do you think he ever just goes and just has a you know he's out at that cabin, are they bringing him drinks? What's his favorite beverage? You know, what type of alcoholic beverage does he want? Does that help him write better? Has he ever written a chapter drunk? You know, I don't know. Does that help his writing? <laughs> I, I don't know. Would it help, Matt? I, Would it help think, us get the story him, done? I think for, I, I think for him, it's more like he doesn't get chapters written. It's almost like, <laughs> okay. you know, George is George is like George is like the kind of person where he's sitting there and he's got, you know, He's got nothing on his desk but like pencil and paper. I know he, t- I know he uses a typewriter here, but I'm just, I'm just, you know, yeah, just sellers. think about this. Yeah. So he's, you know, it's like imagine you, imagine you're at a desk and you just got like a pencil and paper. It's like, all right, I've just got to write this thing. Yeah. And then you know, it's like you're sitting there, and nothing's coming to your head. And you're like, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna, need, I'm gonna need some paper clips. So then he gets the paper clips out. Yeah. Sets those on the desk. And it's like, all right, well, you know, and then he's like finagling with it to get it to, you know, exactly to where the desk looks clean. Then he gets a paper clip out then he gets two paper clips out and then he's, you know, turning them into figures and fight, you know, and then it's like, it's like anything he can find God, to just be like, well, no, I got to finish this. You know, I, I got to do this or, you know, I just wonder, because remember when we had the talk, we <laughs> had the talk yeah. where, where we yeah, were yeah. like. Yeah, I I think the question like it was almost like neither one of us wanted to ask the question. But when when the pandemic hit and he started like, going in and saying he was revising the the chapters that had been released and all this kind of stuff was happening, you know, you looked at me and I looked at you and we didn't want to ask the question, but we we're like, do you think years went by where he didn't touch it? Like like where he did that exact thing that you just yes. said, where he sat at a desk and he got one line, and that sucks. And I feel I just. I feel for him. I don't even know how you, like right. I said, I, I, I don't know how, how I, I could, this. I couldn't finish. I mean, I could, Hell it wouldn't no, be good, could. but I could, no. I could finish it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just so intricate. And when, when we get to today's Raven and we, we look at the food and we look at the, the things like the level levels and the layers at which he writes at, it is no wonder that when his life kind of, when when HBO and the Game of Thrones show got all the success, I mean, man, he's getting hit up for interviews, read my book. Can we put your name on the front of a book that you've reviewed it or you were helped in, in working on it, video games, all this stuff. It's just crazy. So. Well, now he's got all this other work we know of with HBO, with HBO Max. He signed that, what is it, five-year... There was hey. there was no num there was no numbers specifically, but I think we broke it down and we were like, this is probably, it's probably around $50 million. Right, well, and here's the thing. I'm cool if he if he is... If we get more like 
Dunkin' Egg stuff or there's he's working on right put piecing together like if if he's motivated to be a script writer or something because remember how we looked up like when he did Dunkin' Egg he would write a book like a Clash of Kings then he went and wrote the Hedge Knight and then he went and wrote more of his backstory and that helped him take characters further and add depth to his writing so if going and working on the HBO show and and figuring more of that out and then cool I mean I it's more Game of Thrones content so yeah i'm down you know i'm i'm down you know i i think i think maybe you just sort of think of it sort of like westeros is seeming to me like it's going to be warner brothers version of what disney has with star wars yeah where i mean you know when when disney bought star wars they had you know you had the you had the originals prequels obviously all of the extended universe stuff but then you had like the clone wars tv show and it just it, right now it's sort of like okay well we've got the main series and now we're gonna go do a prequel and then you know, we're gonna start adding animated stuff and all this other stuff so there's a lot more Westro stuff coming but it's You're just right. we're like in this lull until it's kind of like where we were with uh well disney when disney bought star wars we were kind of waiting for the first oh yeah sequel yeah movie for a mm-hmm. while and that's kind of where we're at right now with this and because yeah. i mean it seems to me it's it's going to be their their big hey this is going to be our big a big cash cow for us we wanted this to be be big i mean you're bringing on you're bringing on george to or george martin to help write everything and 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 do everything so i imagine we're going to be getting a lot of game of thrones content it's just we're in we're a lull right now right yeah which is fine yeah hbo smart for going after him and making sure that he's there as a part of all this and and they're getting really good authentic westeros content i think it's it's a good thing it's a good thing for us and so that's why i'm like we we jest. I mean, I really do want George to take his time and finish the books and and do whatever he needs to do. I hope they get finished. He's he's um he's getting up there in years, and I just I hope it. I hope he's uh he's doing okay. It's personal for him though. You know, I mean, like I I read a couple interviews and uh, saw him at one point talking to it was at a panel, and he really wants to finish the series. He really wants to get it done. It's just I think it really broke him that the series went he had some of his secrets the big reveals in the book series are already revealed and i think that really actually affected him i think that's hard to finish when the things that you're driving the, the excitement in writing it is already out there your, your big spoilers are gone so now i still think there's plenty right. of spoilers left i just think that's hard for a writer to take that there is a world con it's chicago con shot it's like chai con eight okay uh, that's his next appearance, which is September 1st through the 5th, 20, oh, 2022. Oh, sorry. I thought it was this year. I was Sonic really again. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe he's just going to be holed up though for a whole another year. That's fine. Let him put him back in the cabin. And if he needs somebody to come out there and fire him up and get in, get some inspiration, I'll, I'll go, I'll go out there every day, you know? Yeah. Nothing. No, no news, man. All right. Well, anyway, guys. Okay. Well, uh, with that, we're going to dive into the reread here, but let's go ahead and take a quick pause for a message from our sponsors. Okay, as with that, let's go ahead and take a look. This week, we're into Daenerys 
five of a clash of kings. So Danny considers the defeat of the undying to be Drogon's victory. However, Zaro, whose guest she is, warns her that the warlocks are gathering their power to come for her and that the other two uh, great merchant consortiums want her either expelled from the city or killed outright. Danny realizes she must flee for Zaro's protection can only go so far. The merchant again asks her to marry him, but this time Danny learns that Zaro really wants is one of the dragons. Danny tells him that it would cost one third of all the ships in the world in order for her to give up one of her dragons. Zaro leaves, and Danny questions Sir Jorah about some of the mysteries she saw in the House of the Undying. Jorah says that the three heads of the dragon represent Aegon and his two sisters, but Danny's not convinced. The knight confirms that Rhaegar did play a silver harp, and he says that the prince's son was the prince was the promised one in the vision. The infant Aegon was killed during the sack of King's Landing. Jorah has no knowledge of the Song of Ice and Fire. Danny later sets out with the exiled knight and her blood riders to find ships to take her from Karth. Along the docks, Jorah warns her that a big scarred man and an old man with a staff are following them. When a merchant hands her a beautiful box as a gift, Danny opens it to find a green scarab within. The creature within the box flies out and mayhem erupts. The creature would have bit Danny had the old man with the staff not knocked it out of her hands. The merchant was a sorrowful man. Uh, and the creature, a manticore, that would have killed Danny had it bitten her. They learn that the huge scarred eunuch is the pit fighter Strong Belwas, and the old man is his squire, Artiston Whitebeard, both sent by Magister Illyrio Mapatis to return them to Pentos. The old man recognizes Mormont, and the exile recognizes him, but cannot place a name. Artisan claims that he comes from the Seven Kingdoms and squired for a knight of House Swan as a young man. The two claim that Illyrio sent for them because he wishes to have her dragons in order to bring justice to the Seven Kingdoms, which are a divided and warring realm. Danny concedes that she must leave Karth, but commands them to change the names of their three ships of that to, to that of Aegon's three dragons. So... Um, I guess a few things here. Remember, this is a reread. Mm-hmm. So the sort of the big reveal here is going to be that not that we get it in this chapter, but we know as this is a reread. So spoilers, uh, if you, mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. unfamiliar here, um, right. That artist and white beard is actually Barristan sell me. Right. Um, so that's, uh, good point to take away and then in the show it's done pretty much the same way almost this whole scene plays out almost the same way there is no strong bellwas and he's immediately revealed to be uh barristan selmy but other than that it's pretty much the same on that end but now we'll dive back into the book version here as so um definitely you know some some interesting things here you know the the conversation that she has with zaro is yep. I mean Danny's 100% right in 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 this when he's offering her saying oh you know you could give I won't sell me let's sell one of your dragons and we can get whatever ships we want she's you know she says there's only 3 dragons in the world in the world yeah you, you're you're drastically underestimating the mm-hmm. the value of this dragon and this will play sort of a important role to her later when she goes to get her unsullied army and she you know sells air quote uh, one of her dragons for that, and then she has her dragon kill the, the the slave handler, and then we go forward. But so this so this scene will sort of pl- 
that conversation will sort of carry forward to into another scene later. Yeah, no, you're right. She, this is totally, um, uh, Zaro. Everyone is just trying to manipulate her. They want something from her. There's really no authentic offers or, or offers of allegiance, I guess, without her giving up something. She has really nothing besides the dragons, right? The dragons are, I say nothing. Dragons are huge, as she, as she points out here. That's the whole thing. She is, when she's the beggar queen, or uh, whatever, princess, whatever you call her, when she's with her brother, like, for a while, their, their Targaryen blood and their features and that bloodline is important, and it, and it gains them access to uh, some allies and some, you know, shelter, food, and things like that. And now she has these dragons, and... and these should be worth. She she knows their value, and everyone else does as well. But they're so they're so little. They're so they haven't matured enough yet. Although they matured enough to take down the House of the Undying, they just are undervalued by by everyone. And Danny's a little bit, I think, um, underestimated. Like I think people believe she is naive, and they're going to try to take advantage of her. And that's something else that seems to happen throughout the various cities that she goes to. So yeah, you're right. Um, she tells Zara, no way. There's, there's there's no way. You don't have one third of the ships in the world, and therefore it's not worth me giving up one of my dragons. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, she's 100% right. I'm going to try and pull up some of the quotes here because, I mean, it's pretty obvious here. And this is sort of, I think this is also an important chapter for Daenerys. I mean, a lot of that, but even her conversation here with, with, with Zara, where. Danny, I think sometimes we for, we just sort of when we think about like the Game of Thrones, we think so much more in like the mindset of like Cersei and Sansa because all of these people have sort of pieces to play with. Where Danny is sort of different because she's on the other side of the world; she's not playing the same type of Game of Thrones that we're playing on the other side. But she is still playing it in in her own way here. Mm -hmm. um, we just think about it different because these are different thrones, right? That were that we're talking about here, but her decision to not do this is obvious. I think is something that should be made of note because it's, it's incredibly smart on her part. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to yeah. sell you one of my dragons. Yeah. You, you're just, yeah. You're, you just, you, you know, you're only here for my dragon. You, you, you say you want to marry me. You don't really want to marry me. You just want to marry a dragon. Yeah, for sure. And the, also, just for context, what's happening in this chapter as well is she's just destroyed the House of the Undying, and she's really pissed off uh, Piatpri and, and the Warlocks. And so they want, I think it's the merchants or whatever, the, the Order of Merchants, they want to expel her from the city. They're public outcries to, like, get her out. So she needs some allies, and she needs some, you know, she wants ships. She wants to get men, maybe an army, and go back and take the Iron Throne. Uh, and it's funny that right now we have a, a situation, I think, so uh, to jump ahead a little bit, Illyrio has sent <laughs> Artiston, right, and um, so, um, Belwas, right, there as well, yep. to kind of bring her back with the, with the three ships, and he's heard that she has dragons. Think of how different that would have been if she does go back. I mean, young Griff's there, supposedly, right? And she could have gone back. Did he have a plan with all, with all of that? Like, yeah. You know, because she, she kind of goes off of the the rails here and, and does what not off the rails but she she will take her own course she'll make her own way uh with Illyrio's ships later on and she won't go back to to see him so yeah i don't know i think that's kind of um 
she is playing her own Game of Thrones and she does know where she wants to go. But then you think like like she could have gone there and then gone over to like the whole event of her going back to the um to Westeros or to the Iron Throne would have happened a lot sooner. But now George takes us on this whole arc where she goes and she gets, you know, um, We're not even there yet, right? Not I even mean, close. we're yeah. Not even close to, to go through all the cities and to free everyone and and to become mother of dragons and just it's it's crazy. Like we there was a shortcut back, which was to go to Illyrio, go back up to Bravos, gather your forces and go right across the narrow sea. But instead she goes literally the opposite direction, which is kind of what Quaith says to do. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm looking I'm like I'm looking I'm looking at some of the thing here. So this so there's there's quite a bit of them sort of of going back and forth about the dragon um and 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 the ships and I'm talking about uh yeah exactly exactly what you want here um you know they're, they're just going back and forth he's i'm trying to set a price on one of the three living dragons in the world danny smiled at him sweetly it seems to me that one third of all the ships in the world would be fair zaro's tears ran down his cheeks on either side of his jewel encrusted nose did i not warn you not to enter the palace of dust this is the very Thing that I feared. The whispers of the warlocks have made you as mad as a Malwarian's Mal wife. A third of all the ships in the world, I say. I say. Uh, Danny had not seen him since. His sense. Uh, his sensual. Uh, her, her, his sensual brought her messages, each cooler than the last. Uh, she must quit his house. He was done feeding her and her people. He demanded the return of the of his gifts, which she had accepted in bad faith. Her only consolation was that at least she had um the great good sense not to marry him yeah wow well <clears throat> yeah he's he's something else apparently yeah there, there's more well, well we'll come back to zara later um with with his arc and his story and, and what's happening you know when she leaves karth i think the rumor and the legend of of danny what she does and her dragons grow and Karth now becomes like she's there. It's almost like the city where in which she was before prior. If you've seen her dragons, r people come chasing her there. And then Karth will also be seeking her out later. So right now, mm -hmm. no one wants her and they went to exile her and all this kind of stuff. But later on, she'll grow in power and, and prestige. And then they come a knocking, right? They, they, they want right. uh, to get in good with her. And I just want to point out something you, you and I, I love every time we do a Danny chapter to try to find these references. Okay. It's the bells, my friend. It's the bells and it's the chiming. All right. So as you as at? you as as you read this oh, chapter, right there. yeah, her bell rang softly. Yes. Yeah. So so that was Drogon's victory, not mine. Danny wanted to say, but she held her tongue. The 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 Dothraki would esteem her all the more for a few bells in her hair. She chimed as she mounted her silver mare, and again with every stride. Uh, but neither Sir Jorah nor her blood riders made mention of it uh, to guard her. Her people and her dragons in her absence, she chose. Uh, and then she lists off her, her blood riders and whatever. But it's just a little mention that the Dothraki people esteem her when she has more bells in her hair. And what really caught me was she chimed as she mounted her silver mare. Like, the, it's not even just like that you're mentioning the bells, but you're mentioning the sound of the bells chiming, right? And it's just another reference to to bells. And I thought... If well, somebody doesn't on, think she's on, going, hold yeah, on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me take this one step further. <laughs> so did. just a little bit further down, just a little bit further down from where I was. Right. 
Um, the warlocks whispered of three treasons, once for blood and once for gold and once for love. The first traitor was surely Mira Mazder, who had murdered Cal Drogo and their unborn son to avenge her people. Could Pyat Pri and Zaro Zohan Doxus be the second and the third? She did not think so. What Pyat, what Pyat did was not for gold, and what Zaro did, he never had truly loved her. The streets grew emptier as they passed through, a district given over a gloomy stone warehouses. Uh, Ego went before her and Joko behind, leaving Sir Jorah Marmont at her side. Her bell rang softly and Danny found her thoughts returning to the palace of dust once more. As the tongue returns to a space left by a missing tooth. Child of three, they had called her. Daughter of death, slayer of lives, bride to fire. So many threes. Three fires, three mounts to ride, three treasons. The dragon has three heads, she sighed. Uh, then she goes on. And then this is going to sort of go into more of that. But it's just also, hey, right there is another the bell mm. reference. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it even even if we had never seen that episode of mm-hmm. of 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 Game of Thrones. I mean, it's it's in here. Right. I mean, even yeah. it could it could totally just be something else. But it, it is one of these things where when you begin to look at characters, chapters and things that are associated with them, clearly the word bell appears a lot in Danny chapters. Now, a lot of it is because she gets the bells in her hair because that's sort of a that's what Cal Drogo does. Um, and you could jump forward and just think about this. We don't have to dive down this rabbit hole, but maybe maybe, you know, maybe we, when we when we think about the bells like the the episode the game of thrones episode because mm-hmm. that's us using some sort of forward thinking uh to try and think of something that might occur um is it reminds her of cal drogo and that's why she burns that city down because it's it reminds her of being dothraki right and she is khaleesi and that's what cal drogo would do he would just go demolish a city and yeah. take it over uh that's how that's how the, that's how the that's how the kalasar work they don't they're they're not they're not playing the game of thrones they're playing the we mm-hmm. just ride and take over and that is what it is yeah it, one of the things too so uh, as as you think forward and you think forward to marine and you think forward to her coming to westeros what's happening in karth and actually really the whole setup to illyrio giving her to cal drogo enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com. She's just been used, right? She's just been used. People only want her for her dragons and her bloodline. Like, no one's really looking at her and and seeing the value... um, in her like leadership, her decision making, all those other things. It's literally just her physical characteristics, her bloodline, her dragons, uh, the 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 symbolicness or whatever of, of her being one of the last Targaryens. So when she, it's I think it's in this chapter. She kind of says that the people here they don't want me. They, they don't want me. They want they only want my dragons, right? And then when you, you flash forward to Marine, and then you go to King's Landing, same thing. And that in the Game of Thrones season eight, right? Uh, John. It was like they respect her, but is it only because of the dragons, Matt? Is that the only you right. know? She, it it's almost like there's, it's, yeah. I don't know. It it make it makes you think that that's been grow a growing theme is that she's trying to establish like this is this is me. She controls the dragon. She tells them when to to breathe fire. To she she could prevent what happened um, in, in in Slaver's Bay. She, if it's, if King's Landing goes the same way, she could prevent that, but she doesn't. So I don't know, man. I, I think she's going to do all those things. Maybe she's not mad. Maybe it's not like she goes like full mad queen. I'm not saying that, but my gosh, I mean. Yeah, no, I'm with, I'm, I'm with it. It's, it's, it's going to play out. I mean, it, it's something, it's going to play out. I I mean, George has, somehow we're going to learn the the mystery of uh, of this regardless if it's had anything close to resemble what happens in in the in the final season but because george just includes it too much it's like as we'll get to the food and stuff later in today's in today's raven and and episode and stuff it's just it's something that comes up too much um okay so now we're going to kind of shift gears here a little bit more to sort of the three heads the dragon prophecy so she's asking uh jorah do you know what that means, Jorah? Right, the dragon has three heads. Says your grace, the sigil of House Targaryen is a three-headed dragon, red on black. I know that, but there are no three-headed dragons. The three heads were Aegon and his sisters, Visenya and Rhaenys. She recalled, "I am descendant from Aegon and Rhaenys through their son Aenys and their grandsons Jaehaerys." Um, and then you know, then they're gonna, then they go on a little, a little bit here. Um, uh, Blue lips speaks only lies. Isn't that what Zaro told you? Why do you care about the war- what the warlocks whispered? All they wanted was to suck the life from you. She says, perhaps, yet the things I saw, a dead man in the prow of a ship, a blue rose, a banquet of blood. What does that mean? What does any of it mean? Uh, you know, Khaleesi, a mummer's dragon, you said. What is a mummer's dragon? Pray. Um, a, a a cloth dragon on poles, Danny explained. Mummers use them to for in their follies to give heroes something to fight you know uh danny could not let it go his is the song of ice and fire my brother said and uh i'm certain it was my brother not viserys but Rhaegar. he had a harp with silver strings uh, and then he, he agrees prince Aegon or prince Rhaegar played that um prince Aegon was uh prince Aegon, um right that's the babe 
uh, you know, so there's a woman in a bed with a babe at her breast. My brother said the babe was the prince that was promised and told her to name him Aegon. Prince Aegon was Rhaegar's heir by Elia of Dorne. But if he is the prince that was promised, the promise was broken along with his skull when the Lannisters dashed his head against the wall. She says, I remember they were mur- they they murdered Rhaegar's daughter as well. The little princess Rhaenys, she was named like Aegon's sister. There was no Visenya. But he said the dragon has three heads. What is the song of ice and fire? It's none I've heard. So, um, and then, the, then that's then it kind of shifts gears, and that's 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 sort of it. So, I mean, this you can spend episodes uh, of uh, breaking this down here. But um, I'm gonna let me start here as with some, I guess sort of maybe a different perspective of sort okay. of the three heads of the dragon that I think we've really ever looked at. Um, or perhaps is something that I think often gets maybe gets overlooked because I was just kind of reading this kind of reminded me of things. First of all, the I, the idea, right? Um, you know, it's Aegon and his two sisters, right? Uh, Rhaenys mm-hmm. and Visenya. They yep. were the ones that were they were the ones that together conquered Westeros. Not one. And I think so often we view like the prince that was promised and the third and the three heads of the dragon, or perhaps even sometimes the third head of the dragon is just John. And it's just going to be John, like sort of that hero to save the day is or high and all that stuff. And I think sometimes those we those get blended a lot like the prince that was promised and azora high and the last hero and all of these things sort of get blended into one person but what if it is actually you need you know you need three you need three people and i think people people have looked at this before but i thought we we should take we let's take a look at this today what if it is the you need three heads of the dragon let's just for example say it's going to be Aegon, like young griff let's say he's the real deal Mm-hmm. Young Griff, Danny, and John, and that's what you will ultimately need. Is you you'll need three people to come together, right? Maybe these John with the True North, Danny with Essos and those Rocky and everything. Maybe Young Griff, who has at this point sort of united the South, and that's what you're going to need to take on the oncoming, say, White Walker army. Well, yeah, I mean, then. Then it always comes down to who are the three, right? Like who, like it, it would young Griff, as everyone calls him, Fagon, can right. he really be one of the heads? Um, because you have two that we're sure of, right? You know, you have Danny, and then R plus L equals J, so right. Uh, John, right? Uh, who who is, does John have a twin sister? Uh, it, or is young? Does Griff, it need? Does it need to be? Does, does it need to be? Yep. two girls and a and a guy. Like maybe that it, maybe it needs to also be like Visenya, Rhaegar, and, and yeah, and Rhaenys. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Aegon. I don't know. I I don't know, man. Um, who who else could it be? People like like people. I mean, at one point people are throwing out Tyrion as a possible candidate for you know because of the Tyrion Targaryen situation. So I right. Who are the legitimate contenders to be the the three heads to, to secretly be to secretly be targaryens yeah i would i would say the strongest contenders is well young griff i think is an obvious is well i mean john is obviously the big is number is numero number one danny we know is legitimately a targaryen although there are secrets out there that danny is actually so there's this you know there's the theory out there that danny is actually Rhaegar's daughter that's 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 one that's one sort of offshoot, but that still has her as a Targaryen. John is the most common ob- number numero n- number one. He's the prince was promised. Maybe not the prince was promised. The whole deal, regardless, he's he's a hero. Liana, yep. the R plus L equals J. 
Um, then, you know, Mira Reed is one who gets thrown out there as, as somebody because she is, um, because her similarity and looks to John, she's roughly the same age. Howlin Reed is the one who saved the day. Maybe Ned couldn't take two kids back. People would get suspicious. You know, there's a lot to that. And then that would explain a lot of the sort of mystery surrounding Howlin Reed if she was, say, John's sister and also. Um, but at this point, that'd just be sort of a lot to bring in in the last two books. And because she's also kind of just been hiding out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and then she sort of and then she sort of comes in. So uh, theoretically, I guess that could be something in the last slides. Tyrion, um, I've, there's actually arguments to be made for Tyrion and Cersei and Jaime, all of which have have there's there's legitimate there's a legitimate arguments where Tyrion is sort of the most just because of his eyes and Tywin's hate for him could go even further um, because he knew you know that because Tywin never said anything and he loved his wife and maybe the Mad King you know there's implications the Mad King took liberties with her right um Mm -hmm. raped her basically and there's also arguments for cersei and jamie because they're both you know they've they've got some they've a little bit mad that's there's there's an there's an argument there to be made outside of that the only other one we ever did was sort of the Alira sand sorella could could theoretically be rainy's targaryen and then yeah. I, outside of that, I, outside of that, I don't know of any anybody who really f- could fall into that realm of being a sort of secret Targaryen. I'm sure there are, but that's that's sort of where I'm at on on any any pos- any possibilities. It's it's really funny when you go look up um, when you just type in like who are the three heads of the dragon and you start getting into some of the some of the Reddit uh, comments and stuff like that. One of them was. Was well clearly, you know, it's it's Jon Snow, uh, Daenerys Tar- Daenerys Targaryen, and uh, Tyrion Hill. Tyrion Hill being the bastard son right. of of the yes. Mad King. I was just like, it's just so funny how serious people take, you know, something like that. Which, um, well, yeah, which there, there is another one because if you, if you go down the Mance is we just did a video on this. If Mance Raider is actually Rhaegar, then Aemon Steel Song. I kept calling him Aemon Steel Strong in the video, or you know, on the podcast too. Aemon Steel Song. If he is married to Dala, that would make her a Targaryen. You know, that would that would make her well, a Targaryen. So that would that would that would then make another Targaryen. Not so, that he's going to be able to do anything as a baby in the in a battle against anyone. But Now, hold on. There's one more. There's one more. Okay. So, and I, I, I want to just give a shout out to this individual who's over on our YouTube Val. commenting a lot. Yeah, Val. Um, so you have, you have the, an individual. Her name is um, Seastar. And we've gotten, I don't know if you saw this, we've gotten numerous comments from her just about, about various things. Uh, we, we did the Sorella Sand video. We talked about Alaris and whether Rainies could still be alive through the character Sorella Sand, who both were born in what, 83 um, right. after the conquest? Rough, or, same same time, yeah, roughly yeah, the same time. Or there, three, yeah. 380, yeah. So, anyways, uh, she said, because I, I look up the, I, I quoted like the So Spake Martin, and she clarified like that Martin didn't say that that character was dead, but that it was believed that she was, that without, that there was no doubt that she was dead. Meaning, like right. in the story, there is no doubt. No one doubts it, right? 
they didn't say she was dead, but that no one doubted that she was dead. And I was like, let's go. So that was one comment. And then Seastar uh, also said this. Uh, let's see. I think that Griff and Val are twin brother and sister, children of Rhaegar and Lyanna. So Griff and Val, and Val, she says, is short for like Valyria, uh, are, are, are twin brother mm. and like they're, they're the children of Rhaegar and Lyanna. One went north, one went south. The Kingsguard are still alive, and Ned helped them go into hiding. John is the Sword of the Morning and son of Nate, Ned and Ashara. Danny will be with Aegon, not John. John and Aegon were merged for the show. Aegon is not called a Mummer dragon. He is called the Mummer's dragon, meaning the Mummer is not him. He's not the false dragon, but it's the it's the possession. The mum whoever you know, the Mummers or Mummers right. is possessive. Varys is the Mummer. So basically, Quaith is saying, "Beware Varys's dragon." Aegon is called a dragon. So it just cool comments like that that we're getting over on YouTube that I think are, are That's interesting. Really good. That's really good. Yeah. 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 So so cool stuff there. So throw Val in there as as that third head. So Danny, Griff, and Val, John, I mean, nay, we got some contenders now. Um so Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean So at, so I, I guess I guess out of those, I mean, what do you I mean, which which do you think what bear Sort of, sort of, sort of, because this is a big Danny sort of prophecy. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, and she's and she's looking here, and she's talking with Jorah, and she's looking at, you know, she, she she's she's looking. They're talking. They literally. This is one of the first times, at least. I, I mean, I'm sure maybe it's been brought up before, but I mean, we literally say the song of ice and fire is brought up here. Yeah, the song of ice and fire is brought up here. This this is which I think people haven't really. Whenever you see that or you hear it talked about or mentioned, it's a big deal. This is a series about the Song of Ice and Fire. I'm trying to find it real real quickly. There are colors associated with various characters and gemstones. As I said, I've been doing some research trying to figure out like what the, the, the symbolism is uh, with with these. And I, I, I was going to find the one on Varys. Um, I can't find it right now, but I'll, I'll get back to you guys on it. Anyways, I I think it's... I don't know, man. You think about point of view, okay? So I saw someone, because I was looking this up, Stannis. People throw out Stannis as as someone who could be, how important is Stannis? He doesn't even have a, a, a true point of view, right? It's Davos's point of view. Other people have points of view of Stannis. So is he, he's Azor Ahai? Um, is he, because Robert Baratheon and he both share some Targaryen blood, right? Aren't they related to the Targaryens a little bit? Uh, so people were throwing him out as one of the heads of the dragon. It's brought up that, hey, he doesn't have a point of view. So Danny's important because she has a point of view. John has a point of view. Who's the third person that has like a point of view that is going to matter? I guess that's what I get down to is, is when you look at Griff uh, or you look at even Val, these are characters who pop in and out of other people's points of views. Maybe later on they will gain a point of view. That might be something that has happened in the series. Like Jamie Lannister at first is not given one, and then later on he will gain his own point of view. So if we see that happen in Winds of Winter, whoever we see that through, like like Ariana, right? Ariana Martell now has a point of view. I think that's significant. I know all the characters are significant, but when you keep a character and they're the main point of view for like a long amount of time, I feel like 
that would matter more to a prophecy like the three heads of the dragon you know right right well and and look at and look at the lines here because this is something so danny is specifically asking what is the song of ice and fire so that i mean anytime you're writing even for even for george who likes to sort of write things in 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 ways that other people might not expect right with who gets who gets the point of view for the a lot of these key moments and things like that but for Danny to specifically ask, what is the song of ice and fire? That's not just something for a reader to pick up on and say, say, okay, what is this? Now I want to know. To me, it means that Danny is going to be the one who at least hears it in her own way or is the person who, who finds out what the song of ice and fire is. Like it's going to be explained mm-hmm. to Danny in a Danny point of view chapter what the song of ice and fire is. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean that. That's I mean that's something to to consider, is because I think I think we sort of you know. You can still explain a lot of what's going to happen. You know, Bran obviously has visions. Melisandre talks about Azor High and the Long Night and everything. Um, even even to sort of project a little bit forward here into the show, you know, j- the well for starters they never even talk about the Song of Ice and Fire in the show, but yeah. John is never really told in the show that he's supposed to be, he's really supposed to be this one who's going to end the long night. And he's supposed to be, it's sort of just, Hey, you're Rhaegar's son is sort of the big, you know, sort of reveal reveal to him, but it's never like, Oh, you're going to be the one that's going to defeat the night King. That's something we all did as fans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the term Azor or the term, um, you know, like, like, Hey, Stannis is going to be the one who's going to defeat the, to save us right he is he is he's the he's azor high he's the he's all of this stuff um but so so it's never really explained like that to john he mm-hmm. just sort of we just sort of get it so for danny to be asking what is the song of ice and fire here i mean that, i mean i think that's got to be significant if she's if if we think about that in that light what is it going to mean for danny if she's the one who who learns what the song of ice and fire is and what that could mean yeah, that's a good point, because whenever I think of the Song of Ice and Fire, I think of Rhaegar and Lyanna, and I think of the those bloodlines coming together and their offspring, and Danny is not, you know, not their offspring unless Lemongate or there's some other situation. Like, so the, the Song of Ice and Fire is going to be explained to her through her, and that, but it's somehow connected to her brother Rhaegar? You know, it's, I know what you're saying, which is like, it's important that it's mentioned in her chapter and that she's seeing the prophecies about all of this. And she's supposed to come to some understanding of, of what it all means. She's got Quaith talking to her. She's got the house of the undying. Uh, Marwin, the mage is on his way out there to help her sort it all out. I think, but is she the princess that was promised? Um, according to Eamon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so, and so it's just, is you know what is what is that what is like a chapter like that look like because that could for her mean right in the show we see her big divide with John is because she wants to be queen of Westeros and he's you know that could that could his parentage could cause a, a claim to her uh, you could cause people to view him as the rightful ruler rather rather than her um, but here for her to learn about what the song of ice and fire is which again this is never mentioned in in the show it's never this that vision is totally different in 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 the show and so 
you know, one of the things we see is when she in the show, when she goes north above the wall to help them out. Well, if a similar situation like that plays out, which I don't think that's going to happen at all. I don't think, hey, the whole mission to get a white to bring back to Cersei, to get Cersei to agree to have a true. I don't think that any of that is happening in 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 the in the books i do think there's still a possibility that she could lose a a dragon to a night king like character which we still don't have or the white walkers or whatever however that's you're on however however it plays out but it seems to me that if she's learning about this true song of ice and fire at any point that would make her more likely to be someone to help to fight to take them on rather than what we see in the show, which is sort of her being like, all right, well, I'll help you fight your war, Jon Snow, if you help me fight mine. If you bat- bend the knee, I'll, you know, I'll help you mm-hmm. go fight this random war against things I don't even think are real. Yeah. Because here, it seems to me like she may end up learning that this stuff is way more real than she thought before any of that stuff could theoretically happen. Yeah, this is crazy, man. So you, you go to a search of ice and fire and you type in a song of ice and fire. And there are literally three references to it, right? In the whole series. And it's all in a clash of Kings and it's all Danny chapters and it's Danny four and Danny five. Right. Right. Um, yep. And so it's the house, of the undying where, you know, he's the prince that was promised and his is the song of ice and fire. He looked up when he said it and his eyes met Danny's and it seemed as if, as if he saw her standing there beyond the door, there must be one more. He said, uh, though whether he was speaking to her or to the woman in the bed, she could not say. The dragon has three heads. Um, it, it's all kind of discombobulated. It starts off with um, the the woman a- is asking, so she's seeing this. The woman is saying, will you make a song for him? The woman asked. Uh, the man replied, he has a song. So, okay, Rhaegar, if, if, it's, if it's Lyanna asking Rhaegar, will you make a song for him, meaning a, a boy child, Right. A right. Um, And then he the man replies, he has a song. He is the prince that was promised and his is the song of ice and fire. So whoever that is, there must be one more. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. And then you look right. (laughs) Because that doesn't Uh, make sense. There must be one more, he said, though, whether he was speaking to her or the woman in the bed, she could not say the dragon has three heads. So is that Elia Uh, like? Well, when Aegon is born, and there must be one more. Um, or well, then that would that... mean that then that would mean that Aegon is a- Aegon, potentially young Griff, or the Aegon that dies is the prince that is he is his song is the song of ice and fire. Not it wouldn't be John's. It would be because there still must be one more. Yeah, that's that's yeah. It's if that's Aegon or if that's John. Yeah, who's the one more I mean, after John? You have one. No, it, I I know it's just it's it's crazy. You've got. Rainies, you've got Aegon. He has two kids with Elia. Isn't the what's the birth order? The birth order, I think, is Visenya, Aegon, Rainies, right? I think so. Yeah, Rainies is the youngest. Uh, Visenya is the oldest. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. is that what they were? Is that what he was trying for? Is to have girl, boy, girl? I don't. Yeah, I. I don't know if it was, if he means it to be that literal or not. I. I. But this, he is the he is the prince that was promised. And his is the song of ice then and that fire. Could, that could that could, yeah, yeah. There's there's just no, there's no way for it to if you go there's no way to have a girl boy girl in that situation and have John be anywhere involved in it unless young Griff is legitimately the one, and then John is N plus A equals J. 
But why would you be at the Tower of Joy? Why would Liana be at the Tower of Joy? Unless you just go there and, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'll, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. It's 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 one of those, this is just, and again, Danny's looking at this and this is something that she's seeing in the, in the vision and it's all kind of cloudy and things are happening and moving and it, right. is it real, is it not? The other thing is what Eamon says to us later, Eamon Targaryen, uh, Maester Eamon, that he is... Rhaegar is almost like misinformed like he used to talk to talk to and correspond with Rhaegar and Rhaegar believed it was the prince that was promised and he said really it was the princess that was promised and and the line like Rhaegar believes that that, that the prince that is promised you know the ghost of Highheart prophesies um, that from their line you, the, the prince that is promised will be born and they believe it to be either Rhaegar or Rhaegar's son. And Aemon says, no, truly it was a princess born of that line, not Rhaegar, but his sister, Danny. So now we have all of that, and she's the princess that is promised. And so she is the song of ice and fire, if you will, or whatever. Or maybe, right? I, right. Yeah. Hold on. I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to look at the, uh, I got to, I got to look at some timelines here. <laughs> That's like, that's like, oh, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Let me just think about this for a second. Uh, that's funny. It's funny. It's, oh, and I'll, I'll finish. So, yeah, go ahead. And I guess, I guess we forget because again, the show sort of blends us and even, even fan art sort of causes us to think about people um, in totally different light yeah. uh, than they actually, than they actually would be because Daenerys right it during a clash of kings is really only like 14 right mm -hmm. yeah but all the all obviously be looking at Amelia clark who's like in her 20s and the 30s playing yeah, yeah. her because uh, it's over like seven seasons and stuff and then a lot of the fan art makes her look like she's 16 to 18 to young 20s yeah but really she's only like she's only 14 mm -hmm. and so i think sometimes sometimes that can sort of cause us to be like Daenerys is way too old because then like to be, no, she actually isn't. Um, it's just sort of where our minds are, are, you know, recency bias. We look at all these other things. We look up her, but it doesn't accurately depict um, the character as described, as described in the book, because I'm forgetting here that Daenerys is actually Daenerys is born in two, eight, two eighty four. So she is again, you know, this could be at the beginning, the end it's roughly um, could somehow still theoretically be slightly different um because daenerys could act, it is roughly the same age as john right john's born in 283 i believe right they're real close um, yeah it's it's yeah it's it's incredibly it's in, it's incredibly close um because then let me see here so that means that young griff if he is the actual Aegon targaryen right when is he born? Because he's a babe. Is that dirt? That's 283 is when he's born. Uh, let me look real quick. He is old. I, I was that, saying I he's older. He's, he's obviously older than those two. Um, he should be older, anyways, if, if he's the real Aegon. Um, so let's find a hard him because or find to hard to find him if I can speak. My God, I know because you type in you type in Aegon and then you get like a million Aegon. Yeah, you have to get son up. of Rhaegar, uh, who was yeah, born Aegon in Targaryen. Two, he's 81. born in late two eighty one or early 
282. Now, which young Griff? (laughs) Exactly. Because even young Griff, when you look when you look at pictures of young Griff, like fan art, he looks like he's younger than Daenerys. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we're we're always like, well, hold on a second. This doesn't. None of this stuff adds up. Like, (laughs) right, 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 right. And so they're all pretty close. That 282 AC. um, So I think what I did one time is I clicked on these these dates. You can click on like 283 AC. I love. uh, By the way, I love the wiki. Shout out to the wiki. Uh, good stuff on there. 282 AC. You can see who was born, and you can see the events that take place. Right. Which is which is really, which is really kind of cool. Um, yeah, 283. Here we go. This is where all the all the births. There we go. You've got Bella, a girl from the Riverlands, bastard daughter to Robert Baratheon, Desmond. Redwine, Jane Westerling, John Snow, bastard of Eddard Stark by an unknown woman. That's what it says, bastard of Eddard Stark, my friend. Uh, let's see, Marjorie Tyrell, Mira Reed, daughter of Hallen Reed, Rob Stark, son of Eddard Stark, and Catelyn Tully, uh, Robert Frey, son of Raymond Frey, and um, Banny Beesby, Samuel Tarley, son of Randall Tarley. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. Here. I mean, I guess, I guess, ultimately, what I'm trying to look at here is with this sort of three heads of the dragon, song of ice and fire prophecy, for it to be meant of that boy, which Aegon would, ha- Aegon couldn't be looking at Lyanna during that. That would mm-hmm. be that would be impossible, because for him to say he would have to be speaking of young. Theoretically, young Griff or the Aegon that's killed, mm-hmm. and then saying there must be one more, he would have to be looking at Elia. Mm-hmm. And so, for that to sort of the only the only the only way you could do that still have a third daughter, or a a a th- your third, third child, child. Be a daughter would be would be if Danny is actually Rhaegar's daughter. daughter. Yeah, which is which is a theory. It's a which theory. Is a, which is it? Which is a theory. Well, what, what I like then is, that yeah. then that would make way more sense because then you would have, you'd have the three kids. You'd have Visenya, Rainey's, and Aegon going along with, uh, Rainey's, Aegon, and mm-hmm. actually should be Rhaenyra, even though it's Daenerys. Yeah, or Vis- Rainey's. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, so the thing that I liked is when you look at the Mummer's Dragon, and and people always want to call um, Young Griff fake. They want to say he's he's fake on. Maybe he's not. You know, maybe he's not. Maybe he's the real deal. Maybe he's the real deal. Maybe he's the prince that was promised. Um, Tyrion does yeah, I mean, say I'd... he has like a dragon's kind of uh, dragon spirit to him, kind of a, a. And I don't. And I. I. Do you? I mean. I think John Connington would have known by now. Heck right? yes. I mean, either John Connington. Don't you think John the, Connington would know that he's a fake? He yes, he would. Point? He would know, or he is, um, or he's deep in the pocketbooks, or he's being paid, or something. I mean, or, or he's, he's just he's just or he's, he's being so manipulated or, or he's, something. Or yeah. he's he's just been he's been he's been clinging on to the idea of this could be Rhaegar's son because he was you know mm-hmm. it, probably in love with Rhaegar. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be more likely that he was he was in love with Rhaegar. Yeah, than just his really good friend. I do, gosh, I really do like the whole. I don't know why it's 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 probably not true, but I love the idea that if you did have twins born and it was unexpected and 
they were one taken north, one taken south, and possibly you have the Kingsguard, like Gerald Hightower and some of those guys met with Ned and Eddard Stark, and they and Hall and Reed basically conjured up something, some baby swap situation for, for Lyanna. I think that's stuff, it's, it's entertaining. I, I like those ideas are, are very interesting because of people like Corin Halfhand and Mance Raider and uh, Val being looking almost Targaryen like and being a princess. And that's what she's called, like the wildling princess. So, uh, well, we, hey, we just, we just, we just need the, we need the new book, you know, because we can, we can, we, we do. Just, we can speculate on this all all day, but let's let's okay let's let's move on here because okay as so we were gonna do um we were gonna do our ravens but man this whole this whole recording experience guys has turned into quite literally uh, I think we're on like hour three going into hour four here so what we've ultimately done is we've kind of cut this episode up a bit so you guys just listen to the chapter we're recording this afterwards here um then we then we have two ravens which will be next time's episode uh of which we are looking at the symbolism of color first mm-hmm. which is like a, it's a huge breakdown of the symbolism of colors and then we moved into a pretty cool one about benjamin stark now what we ult- ultimately ended up doing is then as and I went on this deep dive sort of we had to like pause the recording. I mean, yeah. there's a lot going on here. <laughs> and yeah. we so then we did a big breakdown of co- the color, the symbolism of colors in A Song of Ice and Fire. That's going to be our extended edition for this sort of part one of this episode. Um, but we're putting it on Patreon and Apple Premium uh, as free content. So um, all you gotta do is go check, listen to the extended of that, uh, which is like a full, and that's like a, like a 40 minute talk uh, as yeah. I just had. So that will be on Patreon. You can listen to it for free. And then on Apple premium, you can listen to a, um, you don't have to, you don't have to pay, be a part of it, part of the pay, uh, portion of Apple premium. You can, there's also this other section called like freemium, which is just, if you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, so you can get that, you can listen to that. It's just an, it's like another 40 minute conversation of which we're breaking down, um, the symbolism of colors. I mean, that was a deep dive as we just, we yeah. just recorded. I know it's sort of weird cause you're listening to this here, but, um, as and I just as and I just recorded it, and it's we're going to be talking about like the green, the forks of the trident, and the yeah. symbolism of color that goes into it. Then we will move into um, our, which will be ep- part two of this main episode, which will be next week's podcast. Uh, we talk about all of the the symbolism of sort of food. I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking about plums and what they mean, and arbor gold, which we talked about for a long time, which is lies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were some other things too, like boars, and how yeah. every time you every time you see a boar being served on on, on, on of, as mm-hmm. food, it means that the a regime is about to fall. Yeah. Um, and so that was super super interesting as well. So we hope you check that out. And then we're about to come back. Uh, as and I are about to record next week's extended edition, which we will also be releasing on Apple premium and Patreon, both for free, both. Mm-hmm. So uh, Patreon, you just got to go check that out. And then Apple premium, you just got to be sort of subscribed. You don't have to be uh, part of the, into the paid service. It's just that sort of freemium level. You just have to be subscribed to the podcast on iTunes. 
Yeah, it's pretty sick. I think it's cool. We kind of want to see some of the, the the data. So we thought we wanted to just give you guys something extra extend those conversations. And they're cool conversations. I got to say, I, they're not just like us taking the winds of winter theory. We're looking at symbolism and color and in foods. And, and later on, we'll even do gemstones, I think. So the follow up to our part two is going to be looking at some emeralds. And then we can even look into sapphires and things like that. There's some fascinating, cool stuff that just there's so much we, we sometimes don't get a chance to dive into all that all that stuff. And since it's summer vacation, and we're kind of out you know trying to free up a bit more time here we're we're making room for it and this is exciting for us absolutely so all right guys so with that stay tuned for sort of next week's episode which is the part two of this episode and be sure to check out that free sort of extra content um that is extended editions on patreon and apple premium here so with that guys we'll see you next time remember that winter is coming Hello and welcome to Ben the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. <laughs> I'm sorry, do you got to do it again? <laughs> because oh, okay. I, I I couldn't find the intro either. Just keep it rolling. Just keep everything rolling. And I use this maybe. I can't as find a, it either. Um, and yeah, and, and then I had to scroll through the doc <laughs> watching the TV. Matt and I put All things right. in the doc that are not necessarily appropriate. Okay. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.